Hey, Fabulous. Welcome to another episode of the Virtual Assistance Brunch Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to my next guest. In this episode, I'm talking to the virtual pro herself, Latrice Prater. She is the CEO of the Digital Solutions Team, providing virtual support for female entrepreneurs. Her and her team help multiple female CEOs receive the support that they need not only to drive productivity, but also to bring clarity and authenticity to their brand. Um, Latrice is a wife, mom, and CEO, and she originally um, is from D.C., but currently resides in Texas. Um, she launched her virtual assistant business in February of this year, with 2020, and within 30 days had six clients and has already started hiring a team. So today she's going to be sharing her virtual assistant journey and we'll be discussing how authenticity attracts your ideal clients. She also shares a special discount for our listeners at the end of the show. So stick around to see what that is and grab it. All right, you guys. So let's go ahead and start the interview. Have you ever wanted to meet other virtual assistants? Have you ever wondered if there were any in your city? Have you ever wanted to have brunch with them? The Virtual Assistants Brunch is a virtual community of women building successful virtual assistant businesses while finding the best places to brunch in and around your city. Come sit at the table with us as we share our stories, personal experiences, and learn how other virtual assistants are creating and living a fabulous lifestyle. Okay, let's brunch. Let's get started with your story because I'm really intrigued and I really want to know. <laughs> I really want to know how you were able to get clients um, quickly, rather quickly, um, as soon as you started your business. So let, let's start with um, your story. How did you start your virtual assistant business? Tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what you do. Sure. Um, I am a wife and a mother of three. <laughs> And honestly, I think most of my adult life was spent trying to figure out how I could start a business of my own. Um, I didn't want to work for anybody anymore. I wanted to be able to dictate how I spent my time. So after working as an executive assistant for like four or five years, it dawned on me that I could do everything I was doing in office from home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so pretty much um, I just told my job, it was literally on a whim. I told my job after doing some research that I wanted to go ahead and leave. Like I put my notice in, I wanted to do something else. I wanted to spend more time at home, even though I knew starting a business would take up more time. At least I got to dictate how that time was spent. So <laughs> I put my notice in, um, I created a website and I just started marketing myself as a virtual assistant. And I also literally went on every platform that you can think of because I was like, okay, I need clients and I don't know where they are. So I went to Facebook. I joined Facebook groups. Um, I went to LinkedIn. I went to Upwork. <laughs> I went and literally even applied to some of like the larger companies that are known for hiring uh, subcontract subcontractors, uh, virtual assistants, because I wanted to really get started. 
so on my last day at my job, I had gotten an email from one of the people I interviewed with who I found on Upwork. And she was like, I want to hire you on as my virtual assistant. So it was amazing that it happened on the last day. Mm. And literally um, that afternoon, I got a call from a lead from Facebook who also offered me the position as her virtual assistant. So that was the beginning of February. So I started with two clients and by the end of February, I had six. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's back it up. <laughs> <laughs> so you launched your virtual assistant business in February. What did you do before you became a virtual assistant? What were you doing? Well, I was an executive assistant at a software company before I became a virtual assistant. Um, my, my background is kind of varied, <clears throat> even though I was a virtual assistant for maybe the last four or five years for different companies. One was like a medical company. I've done the finance field. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was also in the military and I also have done 10 years of customer service experience. So I knew I could take all that and kind of package it up <laughs> to make mm -hmm. a dynamic, you know, virtual assistant. Wow. So in 30 days, you were able to secure like six clients. That's amazing. And that's commendable. Um, were there like any challenges um, on the way, you know, just getting started? Because you just, I mean, you literally just started in February. Were there any challenges? Well, let me make, okay, so let me be a little bit more clear. I started mm -hmm. in February, yes, but I did kind of plant the seed beforehand. So okay. like December, 2019, I literally had already decided I was going to do that. I was going to become a VA. So mm -hmm. I started to plant the seed by a social media post. And I went ahead and created my website, but I didn't launch it until January. So I was already starting to put it out there. And I was joining groups that were focused on virtual assistants. So I could kind of learn from people around me. <laughs> and um, I also joined the Association of Virtual Assistants. And that helped me out a lot because I learned so much from that community. Mm -hmm. So I did do some work up until that point. Okay. Um, but there's always challenges. I definitely did start out you know, taking a couple clients that weren't necessarily my ideal clients because I wanted to replace my income. But, um, you know, after that first month, going into my second month, I really was able to focus on, okay, who do I really want to work with? Mm -hmm. And that helped me out a lot. How were you able to narrow it down? Like, how were you able to figure out your niche and who actually you wanted to work with? Because a lot of virtual assistants struggle with that. Um, how were you able to figure it out so early on? Oh, I am no different. I struggled as well. Because um, <laughs> at first it was like, I just want to work with everybody. And, you know, mm -hmm. people are like, no, you need, a, you need a niche. You can't just focus on everybody. Then you'll get no one. <laughs> so yes, exactly. I was, I was like, okay, well, who can I work with? What can I do? So at first I was going to do um, working with like the financial industry because I used to be an insurance agent. So mm -hmm. I know that industry very well. And it just didn't resonate with me the way I wanted it to. So I had to sit down and really do some soul searching. And I just started thinking about all the type of people I enjoy working with or being around in general when it mm -hmm. came to you know, a professional setting. 
and automatically it was like female CEOs. I love women who, you know, are in charge. Um, and then when I start to look at her values and her characteristics, you know, she was a lot like me. She mm-hmm. was authentic in who she was. She didn't sugarcoat that, you know, she was probably a mom or a wife. So she was very, you know, nurturing by nature and believed in relationships, but, you know, very firm. And she can definitely sit in the boardroom and handle business when she needed to. So <laughs> I couldn't think of no other way than working with other women because I'm all about women empowerment. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, you also were able to hire a team. I did. How many do you currently have on your team right now? Uh, right now, honestly, I've only hired two people. Um, yeah, because I, I was smart enough to know there were things that I'm not that strong in. And mm-hmm. I know that it's a market for those areas, yeah. i.e. I hired someone for social media marketing and management. That's all that she does, you know, in email marketing, because her degree is digital marketing. For me, (laughs) that's not my thing. So I wanted someone who knew that. And I know people look for that. Um, And then I have what I I call her a multimedia specialist because she does websites, but she also does podcasts. She does videography. So she was kind of like a perfect fit because there's a need for that. And it was something that I also don't necessarily do, I do. So Mm -hmm. I am all things admin. (laughs) Anything systems and admin is definitely Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. But um, marketing and, you know, social media and websites, not necessarily my thing. (laughs) Awesome. So now that we know a lot more about you, (laughs) your journey, let's talk a little bit about our topic here how authenticity attracts your ideal clients. Does that contribute, did that contribute to your success um, when you first started? I would say so. And the reason being is because in the beginning, since I didn't know who I was talking to, it made it hard to craft messages um, as far as the type of people I wanted to attract because Mm -hmm. I really didn't know. Um, Once I realized my target audience, it made it so much easier for me to show up on social media and just be me because Mm -hmm. I knew my audience would appreciate authenticity. They would see me and be like, hey, I want to work with her. And I actually get that a lot when I ask people, you know, what made you (laughs) decide to, you know, even book a call with me. They always say, I don't know. It was something about your website. Mm. So I, I just, I appear on social media as I am, the way I speak, you know, in all sarcasm, if I'm being sarcastic that day, you know, if I'm being funny, um, my dialect, you know, if I'm saying sis, <laughs> you know, I am who I am. Yes. And I have women who are very similar to me and it actually works out great. You know, a lot of people talk about um, being authentic, but what does that really mean to be authentic? Can you kind of define that for us? What does it really look like to be authentic? I think being authentic can be relative, um, honestly, because for me, what it looks like, is just me not trying to fit into a box of what other people believe professionalism is or what a professional should be like or look like. Um, there are so many resources out here to tell you how you should run your business, how you should brand your business. 
But at the end of the day, I wanted to do things um, in a way that really spoke to who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And who I am as a person is not like a suit or heels every day. You know, I am a mom. I get tired. I have a husband who might be my fourth child. <laughs> 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 and the women I work with, you know, they definitely relate to that. But I also let them know, like, your business is my business. Like, I am here for you. I want to see growth. I want to help you get to where you're going. So it's more of not just a business transaction. You know, it's it's like we're becoming a family. We're in this together. (laughs) Yes, yes. I totally agree because that's like the first thing I've... um, I would tell my clients, you know, if I succeed, you succeed. If you succeed, I so we have to be a team in this. And so I try to keep it, I kept, kept it real with them, you know, because this is a business. I'm not just, um, I'm not just trying to just, you know, have clients and add clients to my roster. I want people who are actually going to be succeeding with me. Mm-hmm. So um, clients can always smell like when you're trying to be fake or phony um, what is the best way to be authentic with your clients? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think the best way to be authentic is just to be honest. Um, like you said, they can smell when you're being fake or phony. So mm-hmm. anytime I speak with a client or have a client discovery call, you know, I'm 100% honest in what I can do for them, what, you know, what my team can do for them, um, where I see it going. Mm-hmm. Um, I let them know any concerns I may have. And I want them to tell me, I have had a call with a client before where she wanted a certain thing, but she was in a place of her business where she didn't even know her own target audience. So it was kind of like, I want to help you, but what you want me to do requires you to dig a little bit deeper into what, you know, who you're talking to in order for me to execute properly because it'll fall flat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to go. You have to exactly. be. So I just, I definitely believe in being honest mm-hmm. and just letting people know, like, this is exactly what can be done. I can do this for you and I can do that. But if it's not doable, then I'm going to tell you that too. But I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like my next question too, because what happens when you're not authentic? Like some of the, down, the downfalls of virtual assistants um, is not being authentic. So what actually happens when you're not real with a client? I think that ends up showing up later in your work ethic or, you know, in the quality of work. Um, because if you put up a, some type of facade of being something that you're not, then basically everything that you do for them after the fact, once you, you know, hit a, a slump or hit a wall, they'll see like, hey, you said that you could do this, And Mm -hmm. now it's not showing in your work (laughs) or in the quality of your work. So it it definitely will present itself at some point. Yeah. Don't become a disappointment to your clients. That's the last thing. Please don't. (laughs) Please don't. They will talk talk about you. Okay. (laughs) Um, The the next question I want to ask is how can someone show up more authentically online? especially on social media, like what are some tips would you give virtual assistants when they're trying to really position themselves on social media and be a little more authentic with their audience? It's so funny that you asked me that because literally 
Um, I always go to one specific person when I have questions when it comes to like virtual assistant stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And she told me when she thinks of me, she thinks of how I brand myself and it's bold. And to me, I never thought I did anything special. Like I literally just put up what feels good to me. So I feel like the best way to be authentic when it comes to social media is to genuinely put up things that you relate to. You know, um, a lot of my postings are either a diverse group of women or women that look like me. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And of course, anything that has to do with motivation, inspiration, you know, self-care, things like that. But remembering who you're talking to is what kind of helps drive that, uh, you know, your post. Because since I know I'm talking to a bunch of women who are probably just like me, you know, sassy, you know, business oriented, she a mama or she's a wife and she just got Mm -hmm. a lot going on. And then I structure my whole posting around that and making sure that when she sees it, she's like, yes, girl, that's how I feel. I get it. You know, (laughs) it's so important to like share your story too, when you're trying to be um, authentic, because people want to see that as well, you know, Um, absolutely. So it's definitely important to share your story. And I'm, I'm thankful that you're coming on here today and sharing your story with us. Um, I really am impressed by you and I love what you're doing online. Um, Tell us how we can get in touch with you. Oh, wow. Well, I am definitely on Instagram. (laughs) Um, You can follow me at the virtual pro um, or you can also follow my other page, which is virtual support for her. And that's actually the number four. So virtual support for her on Instagram. And I am also on Facebook. If you just look up Latrice Prater, trust me, my business page will pop up because Latrice Prater is not that popular of a name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today Latrice is offering um, our listeners a free consultation. And if they um, become a client, you're offering also 15% off the original price of your services, correct? Absolutely. Okay, and so we can go onto your website. What is your website? Yes. So the website is actually www.latricepraterevea.com. Um, so I actually had that before I decided to have a team because the company is now Latrice Prater and the Digital Solutions Team. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but the website is uh, my name plus EVA at the end. So L-A-T-R-I-C-E-P-R-A-T-E-R-E-V-A. All right, you guys, you got that. Um, You can also check out um, these links. I'm going to give you guys her website, her Instagram. It'll all be on the podcast in the description box. And also we'll um, have another post where you guys can go ahead and follow her on Instagram and her amazing, amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, Absolutely. The final question of the hour. (laughs) Um, Before we let you go, I wanted to ask you, so you're currently in Texas, right? Yes, ma'am. Texas. All right. So what is your favorite place to brunch in your city? My favorite? Oh, my goodness. I haven't been to brunch in so long. <laughs> COVID is ruining my life. Um, <laughs> my favorite place to brunch in my city would 
probably Definitely after COVID. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it would probably be because there's a couple of them. Oh, what's the last place you brunched? You remember? Oh, it was in the domain, but why can't I remember the name of it? That is so horrible. First of all, any place in the domain in Austin, Texas is probably the best place to go for brunch. Okay. okay. <laughs> and people who live in Austin, they know exactly what I mean by the domain. The domain? Okay. How do yes. you spell that? Domain, D-O-M-A-I-N, or is it a yep. exactly domain? Okay. Yes. All right. Tell so them this is that. the domain in Austin, Texas. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to make a trip now. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show Latrice and sharing some wonderful information with us about being authentic um, with our clients and also online um, you guys again you can check her out on Instagram at the virtual pro and on her website Latrice um, Prater EVA.com thank you once again that's the end of our show That's it for this episode. Share your thoughts. What is your biggest takeaway? What is the part of your life or business you are most ready to change? Share one thing you're putting into action right away. Feel free to let us know how this has helped you. My guests and I would love to hear from you. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review or comment on Apple Podcasts or a voice message if you're listening on the Anchor app. Share this episode with your friends and invite a virtual assistant or boss babe to listen with you. Screenshot this episode, share it with us on social media and tag Virtual Assistants Brunch in your post so we can give you a shout out for listening and taking action. Thanks again to my guests for coming to the show. And as always, stay fabulous. This episode is sponsored by Decors by Rosie. Decors by Rosie is a wedding and event planning service in Orlando, Florida, and the official event sponsor of the 2020 Vision Slayers Conference. Decors by Rosie provides virtual event consultations as well as rentals for your next special event. Get in touch with Decors by Rosie and founder Rose Compare today to plan your 2021 event. Book your virtual consultation now at www decorsbyrosie.com that's decorsbyrosie.com